And we're here. We are, and we're back. <laughs> we're figuring it oh out on the gosh. fly. We're we got no producer in the in the studio today, so uh, it's a freestyle. We got no host in the studio today, so I'm going to be your host. We are back with another episode of Coyote Fitness Podcast. We have an awesome, awesome guest today that we're excited for our listeners to finally meet the one and only. Drum roll, please. Tyler Barnett. Here I am. Welcome, welcome to the show, Tyler. Awesome. So glad to be here, Hunter. Uh, glad to be on. So, uh, yeah, we got Tyler in the house. Tyler is uh, one of our coaches at Flowood. He has been a coach for Coyote for a little over a year now, right? Yep. And uh, so we wanted to bring him on and talk about talk about Tyler. We want to talk about Tyler, get to know him, and uh, get to know um, how he is learning to surpass Caleb in all things. That's not actually <laughs> true. Um what we we've been working on just doing his best job to <laughs> duplicate uh what he's seen in the gym over the last year. Really threw him for a loop there. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, let's uh let's talk about it. Tyler, tell us about yourself, bro. How, uh what what's going on? So, yeah, um my name's Tyler Barnett. Um I grew up in the Brandon area, so um growing up, went to Brandon High School, um graduated from there in 2016, went to Southern Miss to the top, um, if anyone out there is listening, it's Golden Eagle. They, uh, they got a good baseball team this year. Yeah, that's, you know, got that going. Um, loved my time there, um, got involved on campus in a couple of different organizations. I've always been um, a big fan of being a part of something larger than myself and being motivated through leadership and being involved in whatever I'm um, organized in. So really starting off uh, – I have a background, uh, did a couple of years of kinesiology and then, excuse me, ended up finishing my degree in healthcare marketing um, with an emphasis in healthcare professional sales. And so the background from that undergrad perspective of learning the ins and outs of the healthcare industry, uh, learning a lot about human body mechanics and how the body works has always just been something that interests me a lot. Um, And then starting out, uh, got out of school, um, had a sales job that just wasn't for me. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of something a little more connected, something that I aligned my purpose with. Um, and being in Coyote Fitness, working out, being a member of the community, I felt super welcome as a member of the community and been doing CrossFit, um, on and off for probably close to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being involved in the community just felt like a special place to be a part of. So when did you start working out at Coyote? Um, I believe it was November of 2020. Is that 2020. right? Caleb, yeah, graduated in May of 2020. And I believe it was that fall. Yeah, it was It was towards the, it was before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember when we, because I, I kind of associated, I forgot that you were a member of the gym before you started coaching. Yeah. Like, because we have, we literally spend almost, all of our day together and so now that we have that relationship coaching and and kind of helping um run the gym and with that same purpose it's really hard to look back and remember that you would come into the gym for an hour some days and leave even caleb was a member before he was a coach i know we saw the evidence on that on his instagram if you follow him he uh, he's he's come a long way if you you saw that video (laughs) but you know what i'm saying yeah that's right (laughs) uh 
vulnerability at times. <laughs> Humility. Uh, no, for real. But that's what we talk about with Tyler all the time is those those moments in between um, or those times in between when you started at the gym and you came in to work out and then becoming a coach and being a leader in the gym. There's a lot that happens in those times. Those are, those are some valuable times. And I think you, we, even a year later, look back at those times and it is wild how much progress you have made Um and I think even just physically, the transformation. Um, but also, I want to talk about your background because none of us graduated with a degree in um, in Coyote Fitness and CrossFit or in the things that we're doing now. So what are some of the things that you learned in your time before being at Coyote that you feel like you actually apply throughout your day? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, being at Southern Miss... Um, specifically, you know, I didn't really take high school academically, you know, just to heart. Um, but once I got to Southern Miss, my eyes were open to a lot of different academic opportunities. And so being involved, um, within that healthcare business side of the world, I saw that, um, there's some really, really cool opportunities to impact people's lives. And you don't necessarily have to do it through the traditional health healthcare route. Um, growing up, I think, you know, we all thought that, uh, you know, healthcare or health was strictly defined myself personally was kind of strictly defined by a doctor's visit, Mm -hmm. um, or strictly defined by, um, if you were going to the, to have a surgery or not to me growing up, that was health. Um, now, you know, getting into an undergrad, having that opportunity to study some of the ways that the healthcare industry functions, you know, specifically through sales, specifically through marketing, but then starting to really get involved in Coyote Fitness, getting involved in the mission statement, wanting to impact people's lives. I saw that there's a real blend there. There's a way that, you know, you can help people improve the quality of their lives Mm -hmm. without having to, you know, be in the quote healthcare industry. And so I learned that, Creativity is the greatest way um, to make that impact. And the way that Coyote Fitness, the way that our organization structures that was just a complete turn on to the things that I learned through the way the healthcare industry operates. I love the the analogy that we've talked about before of the doctor being the, uh, the lifeguard and uh, us as coaches being swim coaches. And we want to, you know, teach our members how to live a healthy life and take care of themselves so they don't need a lifeguard and they're, they're not drowning. So we're teaching them how to swim so that, and swim more efficiently so they can get out and swim on their own. Um, and the lifeguard just comes in if something happens and they, you need rescuing. And that's kind of how the doctor is, you know, hopefully, you know, our members, you know, they go in there for their yearly checkups and their doctors say, it looks great. You know, numbers are great. Keep, keep up what you're doing. And they're not having to go and have this, um, procedure, get on medication or whatever, because they're, they're unhealthy. And, um, doctors are extremely vital in that aspect, um, in helping people when they get to that point. But we want to help people to, to avoid getting to that point, if that makes sense. And so I like, I like that analogy a lot. And there's a, there's a huge place for that. And today's society that is built around sitting and high stress and terrible food and lots of sugar and all that type of stuff. So, um, it's, it's fun and it's uh, a great, mission. Um, and it's really cool because with your background is a little bit 
different than than my background and Caleb's background. And so you bring a unique perspective to it with the the kinesiology that you've been through and um, stuff like that. So um, that's it's cool to hear how you're able to apply stuff that you learned in college that you thought you were learning for something else and been able to apply to to your role today. Yeah, man. I mean, that's it. And you know, I'm so passionate about helping others grow. And I'm so passionate about helping others realize the potential that they're capable of. And I'm learning every day more and more how I can grow. And I think that through, as coaches, like we're in this unique position where, you know, we may have one person whose growth looks completely 180 different from another person's growth. And so being able to bridge that gap um, between increasing your fitness level and increasing your health and wellness and also growing both, you know, personally and from that athletic standpoint, I think it's just a, a cool thing to be a part of. So let's talk about you, you joined Coyote and um, you started working out and you had been doing CrossFit somewhere else and you came and joined. And um, then to, uh, Caleb, uh, a couple months later, was like, man, there's this guy that he's been working out here and he's he's up here all the ta- time and he talks a lot and he, he wants to uh, <laughs> i don't know if that was the quote exactly but he uh he's got a great personality and he just he's been asking a lot of questions and i think he really wants to do this and so we kind of started talking about that and it wasn't long before you started coaching for us and you became the uh the morning coach in flowwood and um you know when you took over the morning classes were you know the smaller classes at the gym and uh, when did you start at uh, at Flowood? It was March, mid-March. It was actually the week of the Open that year. Perfect time to Welcome start. Welcome to the yeah. team. So, uh, yeah, so you started March 2021, so a little over a year ago, and uh, started coaching the morning classes. And since then, you know, that they've grown tremendously. But kind of tell us about that transition of going from, you know, working your other job where you were traveling a lot and, um, you know, being a member of the gym and, and transitioning into uh, being a coach for Coyote. Yeah, um, that was a a really, really um, strong point of transition in my life. Um, So my wife, Cassidy, um, for those that know her, know that uh, she is really good at getting you motivated. Um, And so I was working in a sales role. It It was a traveling sales management role. So I was between North Mississippi, the Delta and Mississippi, a lot of road time, a lot of weird hours. But I found that no matter where I was going, how far I was traveling, where I was staying, when I was going to be back in town, back in Flowood, back home, I was going to find time to pursue fitness. And over time, you know, I kept asking myself, what is the commonality between all these weird different places I find myself in? You know, sometimes it's I was 2 a.m. in the back of a Walmart. You know, and then it's like driving back home to take class at 830. And it's like that may not have been the healthiest structure for growth in the fitness side of things. But for myself, I needed that. Mm-hmm. And so I found that, like, to me, that was the the common thing that no matter where I was going, what I was doing, I was coming back to pursue fitness and to pursue this thing that Coyote Fitness has that we have here. I think that's really valuable. Like you said, you're at 2 a.m. in the back of a Walmart, which I can't imagine is a place anybody wants to be at 2 (laughs) a.m. Those stories are for the next podcast, so stay tuned. But but you're still making a priority to get back, and I think that's such a vital part of people's fitness experience is like – 
there ha- there needs to be a time when you're really having to make an effort and make it a priority and do it when it doesn't feel easy or comfortable or it's it'd be so much easier to go home and sleep. But if you are willing to dedicate and push through, you're going to be it's going to become part of your lifestyle. I can remember when I first started CrossFit and I was still trying to play baseball and had no money whatsoever. And, um, I was living at home, you know, just trying to save money, trying to get ready to play the next year. But there was zero chance that I wasn't going to pay to work out at CrossFit because I saw how much of an impact it made. So literally I had like a part-time job and the first money I spent every month was on my gym membership because it was so, such a priority to me. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do this. I don't care if I have to eat you know, ramen noodles on the weekend to be able to do this, I'm going to do it. And that was a, a, a sacrifice that I was willing to make. And it made me so much more dedicated and made you make realize how um, valuable it is and how much of a priority it becomes if you are, you know, are willing to do that, the hard stuff like that. And I see that in you and, you know, going through that, um, that time of, man, work coming to the gym, even though when you're really tired, you want to go home and you've been up all night, but it's such a part, important priority. Then when you, your schedule does settle down and um, it's a lot more, you know, part of your life, you understand and realize um, that you need to keep it a priority, if that makes sense. There's a point, I think, for a lot of people, for us, we have a different relationship to it, but, and not everybody has this like feeling of this is the one commonality I've seen through every stage of life that I've been in over the past couple of years or decade. But there's a point, I think, for a lot of people where it becomes harder to not work out. You couldn't, you wouldn't have anybody pay you to not go mm-hmm. to the gym. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, I think for when you find that relationship to your health, that you see the benefits and you start thinking about all the different ways this is impacting your life for the better, not just for physical, but even the mental side and the emotional side of exercise and what it does for you and your relationships, it's, you can't not work out. So it sounds like it's an inconvenience. You know, you go from 2 a.m., your lack of sleep, it may not be the healthiest, but that desire to go and pursue health, that's something you can't undo. You can't take it out of you. The benefits are, are, are literally priceless. And as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, you know, you said, what if somebody paid you not to work out? And I was like, there is no amount of money that somebody could pay me to not. Oh, yeah. To, there's, to, there's nothing. If, nothing. if somebody came up to you and said, I will give you $10 billion if you never work out again for the rest of your life, I would say no. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. I think I think I I have these like whenever you see these um, mansions or whatever, you know, back in the day it was cribs, but all these different things. <laughs> and the one thing that Still now cribs. is like you you would dream about in that scenario is like I've got this um, ocean view house, whatever. It's I'm putting the gym with a I huge get- glass window <laughs> so you can work out on the deck or go inside, oh, you know, yeah. all these. It's just it's so much. That's such a good point. And I think for us and what my I think for you and I, when we started to develop that relationship where I saw you as a potential partner in like all these hours and years that we had put into this community in Flowood specifically, was you could see that in you and you knew that like you take that and then you give someone the opportunity to come to work every day to help other people achieve it. And that's when you get this magic space of creating a community and a culture where people know that you have their best interest in mind because it means everything to you 
And not only do you get to do it, but you get to show up every day and facilitate it. And when you see that in someone, I think it's automatic. It just kind of bonds you. And when we have that, I think that's why we've been able to see success and why people, we've seen so many people's lives changed because we show up every day and it's like, dude, what a job. Like, this is unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it came to a point where I was having a conversation with Cassidy and I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know it's not what I was currently doing. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, what's... I mean, what's the one thing that you've always done? I was like, I mean, it's it's a form of fitness. It's some type of fitness, and I've always saw my, seen myself in a position of leadership. And so she's like, well, talk to Caleb. And we, I mean, we had a conversation. It was that week that it was like the crazy ice storm where in February of, I guess, was that last? Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, wow. We were close for that. like the whole week. Yeah, and it was like we had a conversation, and I was like, like, man, I'm going to, like, I'm quitting my job, like, right now. And you're like, well, get your level one and, like, let's let's get to it. And it was like, like, click, boom, mm-hmm. that was it. And since then, I mean, you know, Caleb's been a fantastic mentor for me, both personally as a coach, but then also, you know, I think my mentality of being a leader has evolved and shaped being under kind of Caleb's wing and seeing the way that, you know, the hours that you've put in and the hours Hunter you've put in, and we've talked about this is like, you know, when you have a good thing going, like keep it going, you know? And I think that that's kind of where we're, where we've led up to is like, you know, I never imagined I would want to wake up at four fifteen every morning to, you know, open up a gym. But now that I do it, I can never see myself not being that person that, helps facilitate that. I gotta I gotta tell the story because we I forget about this because it feels like it's been a long time a long time ago but I remember we were talking about this potential for like all right there's this Tyler guy um he's as skinny as I was when I started at the gym <laughs> a lot of potential here uh a young Caleb some people are like dude you're still skinny but he can grow a beard uh but he can grow a beard and so he's got a couple things going for him here he does like <laughs> to talk a lot uh but he I was like, Hunter, you know, there's a lot of potential here. I think this could be something good. And Tyler and I had a conversation. And I don't know why I picture this happening in that third bathroom, but we weren't in the bathroom, but it we was were right, right you there. were painting the walls. I think I was, yeah, that's right. I was doing something back there, just maintenance stuff. And I was telling him like, yeah, this is the job. Are you sure you want it? You know, I'm painting like the uh You're the, painting the a the white bathroom. wall even more white. Even more white. Yeah, it had a little dirt on it. <laughs> and uh, so we were, uh, we were having this conversation about him coming on full time and uh, what that would look like. We were losing our coach, and so we needed someone to come in who, like, they wanted their career to be this. And so we had the conversation, and then I go to Hunter, we talk about it, and then, like, the next day, or maybe that was the conversation, you come, you came in, and you were like, yeah, I put in my two weeks' notice. <laughs> and it was guy. like, we had not even, like, it was not set. It wasn't like, hey, this is our offer. It was, man, this really, I'm really passionate about this, and you had all those emotional kind of feels about it. And then it was like, yeah, also, I put in my two weeks' notice at work. I just wanted you to know that. And it was like, oh, okay. All right, um, let's do it then. But when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, um, and it makes more sense every day. And, you know, through, you know, beginning to kind of for the first year, um, and I think, Hunter, you kind of told me this was kind of like, you know, learn to hone your craft and learn just the ins and outs of the people around you, build relationships with those around you, and those relationships are going to help build you up. And so, you know, the main goal was like, hey, let's, let's get, you know, more relationships to build. 
And so I think, you know, through the last year, you know, that I've been coaching um, and I've learned probably more in the last year than I have the other 23 years building up um, to the last year. And I think a lot of the things that I've been involved in and done in my life building up to that point just makes more sense now that, you know, I'm applying what I feel is a very purpose-driven role to, you know, help others around me, you know, better themselves. Yeah, yeah, that first year, I mean, it's getting your reps in, you know, it's kind of like, all right, here's your classes, you know, show up and do it every single day. And then after a while, once you start getting comfortable, that's when we can really start trying to hone your uh, work with you and, 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 you know, you know, try to, try to, perfect the smaller things and everything like that. But I'm a little curious um, just what your perspective was. So you put your two weeks in, you got your level one, you started training with Caleb. And I just want to know like kind of how that process went for you. What, what, what was going through your head through that first couple months of transition and um, you know, just what overall in general, what was that, you know, joining a new organization, getting this, coach's manual and going through it and having somebody give you feedback every day and all that type of stuff yeah um <laughs> let's uh let's, let's real quick just note when you talk about going all in tyler and his then girlfriend were y'all engaged yet or we were, were engaged yes You're engaged okay uh they both went and got their level one yeah. like it wasn't even like all right you want to take this serious like yeah. here's where here, you invest in this and we know you're serious about it and he's like okay i'll raise you one we're both going <laughs> and so they both come back with their level one and they're like all in like this this new you know soon to be family it's like all right we're together in this uh i thought that was cool i think that's what made it so easy i really do mm-hmm. i mean Having that transition from I have no idea what I'm doing to going like I am able to facilitate a room of sometimes 25 plus people Mm -hmm. um, feels feels awesome. But also at first can feel really daunting and can be um, kind of a a little bit of a reality check on who it is that like you want to be. Um, and so that transition was at first felt, felt a little bit terrifying, um, specifically, specifically because everyone that was there was, I was the youngest person in the room and I'm still usually the youngest person in the room every single day. Once I kind of got over that, really just getting over myself, um, and what I felt was inexperience, I began to realize that. I can bring value to every person that walks into the room. And so as we've grown, as more people join and more people are getting involved, I see that, you know, it is my role to provide value to the people that walk into the room. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the group that was there at the 5 a.m., it was 5.30 then, we ended up having to, you know, move classes around because of the growth. Um, The group that was there was already a very tight-knit group. And so they as a whole really helped me develop because they were pretty, you know, for the most part, pretty easy on me. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, okay, we get it. You know, you're a new coach. You're still figuring things out. You're 23 years old. You know, like to me, I'm, to them, I was kind of, kind of, kind of a baby. Um, and it was just that transition was just like, we got you. All you have to do is try. 
and you're going to succeed at this. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt like if I could wake up and be, you know, the hardest working person in the room of a group of people that are working really hard that are showing up, that are showing up people that show up at yeah. five. Also now. working super hard and then going to work there, do their full day of work. It's like, I'll tell you, here's you know, what's awesome. crazy. Like there's not, like you're not a, there's no just not driven people that show up at 5 a.m. to do thrusters and burpees and pull-ups and all these things. Like this is a special group of people. So it can be, I can imagine the intimidation factor of being young and coming into that environment where you've got a lot of, not all, because there's so many varieties of people, but you've got a group of people that are, they're there to work. It's 5 a.m. They're not there to, you know. Dilly-dally. Yeah, yeah. It's it's time to go to work. And um, I want to know about, because you and I, we talk about this. I think this is helpful for people, whatever organization you're a part of. The growth part of you coming into a new job, a new role, and you and I having this relationship of we all have spent these years creating this opportunity for people to come in and experience what we're um, hoping to facilitate and you and I have this moment where I think we talked pretty upfront about, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and save you from learning this lesson three years down the road. And if there's something that I just learned in the last three years, I'm going to just tell you about it from the beginning. And if you're okay with that, we're going to make progress very quickly and it's going to be better for both of us. What was your perspective on that? Because for me, it was every day there's going to be something that you did that we've already done or we used to do and we don't do anymore, or there's going to be that thing. And for the wrong person that can come off as like, so just down, 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 down. And so I wanted to keep building you up, but also I want to get your perspective on those corrections and what that relationship is like. Yeah. Well, I think it starts with your mindset. Like it starts with telling yourself and having the conversation in your head of I'm here to grow and there are expectations, and if we can accomplish those expectations, like it was step one, like finish class in sixty minutes. Yeah, and then we'll go from like, there. Hey, it was like you can't go three minutes long. Yeah, like, you got to fix it. Finish class in sixty minutes. Step one. Once that becomes easy, step two, do the warm up in X amount of time. Make the structure, build the structure from there, but don't try to do everything at once. Set realistic goals and realistic expectations in your head, and you're going to have realistic accomplishments. I think you're, yeah, and you're kind of downplaying a little bit. I think your your mindset was just phenomenal of coming in and letting me just offer things to you to correct, and you would fix it immediately, and we'd move on to the next thing. And so that's one thing I was able to see. It was so obvious that you were applying all that I want to work out. I like to work out. I love what that creates for me. And you applied that to your work life in the same way of I'm here to grow. There's going to be some things that I have to recognize aren't done well right now. And I want to learn from it. And you were like so willing to learn. It made it just, it made it uh, so easy for both of us to, to work together because we created that relationship from the beginning. Yeah. I think having a, and I mean, Caleb, you've been a phenomenal mentor to me. And I mean... Yeah, let's talk more about um, that. Yeah, you, you, you really... <laughs> we'll give you the floor here for you, You've really, really built me up here, um, really hyping me up. But I mean, you know, we can, we can take a lot. And I've, you know, done a lot of, you know, kind of reflection um, and introspection and, you know, learning a lot about myself. And, you know, I used to be a really critical person. You know, I used to be really hard on myself. Um, and once you told me like, 
hey, we're here to get better every single day. It made me realize that, you know, if you come to me with something, it's not a criticism, really. It's construction, constructive. And so, you know, if, if someone comes to you with a cure correction, and I think of it as the same way as I give a cure correction to someone that's doing a squat clean. You know, it doesn't mean that you're doing everything wrong. It means that there's just ways to do it better. It's mm-hmm. not a reflection of yeah. who you are. It's not ex- exactly. It is not. It's not a critique of it's not you as who you are. And so many times, I think for a lot of people, any correction, it the personified as like, oh, that's a critique of who I am. Yeah. And you did not have that mindset at all. And so you weren't worried about that. You were, you saw it from the very beginning as, oh, this is what I could become. And yeah. when you have that mindset, it's just immediate. A correction is, oh, this is helping me become who I want to be and not, oh, that's a downplay of who I am. That's one of the probably most important things that you have to have if you're going to be a coach for Coyotes. You have to be able to understand that if you're being corrected, it's not because we think you're a bad person or you're failing or anything like that. It's because, hey, we want you to be the vet, you know, the best version of yourself that you can be, and this is something that um, you could do better and we're not telling you that to make you feel bad. We're telling you that because we want you to be the best version that you can be. And we want to offer the best service that we possibly can and continually, like you say, get better every single day. And if you just if you can't take that, it's going to be a tough place for you to work because that's going to be part of um, what we do is if we see something that could do, be done better, we're going to talk about it. And in a loving way and in a, um, you know, constructive way, but in a way that it's like this – could have been done a little bit better this way. Or you talked about like a lot of times new coaches will come on and have some ideas on things or what they want to do. And we can say, you know, we tried that before and it didn't work. And that's, this is why um, we didn't, we don't do that or why we're doing it different this time or, or this, that, and the other. And so being able to um, have the growth mindset, like we talk about and not take the criticism as um, you know, a, 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 like Caleb said, something that's a, a Part, uh, defect in your character, but it's something that can help you get better. Is, I mean, it's a, it's it's the pillar of 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 what it takes to be a coach. Yeah, and I mean, if you so if you like you watch my sugar wad logs um, and you see my workouts, regardless of my time or score, um, I always try to include a quote. I always try to see that I know that's just one easy, simple way that you know something positive that maybe someone can see and apply to their life and. I'm a big, uh, you know, Ben Bergeron fan. I love kind of the mindset and the way that um, he kind of relates some things. And I read something the other day, and I brought it with me. It's uh, a quote. He says, it's, don't get caught up in the results of where you are. Just try to hone the environment you're in now. And so I think that's kind of the epitome of the last year for me is don't really get caught up in growth. Don't really get caught up in how many people came to this class or – you know, did I, you know, perform as perfect as I could today as a coach or just as, you know, a leader or a mentor in the room, but try to get better at it every single time. And so every single day, you know, I feel blessed to have the opportunity to get better at coaching at, you know, helping people not just in the group class setting, but now I'm, you know, expanding into that one-on-one environment and I'm really starting to learn and appreciate the relationships that we've built and within the community, um, not just myself, but the foundation that's kind of already laying there. And so if we can tell ourselves that every day is like, 
hey, just get a little bit better. You don't mm-hmm. have to get a lot of it better, but just try to hone the environment that you're in now. Then the construction and the growth will happen as it goes. And it, and it has happened, and it's amazing to think back uh, when when you first came on, and we I remember when you came to your first offsite meeting and we were kind of talking about goals and you know one of the main goals was growing the morning classes in Flowood and back then they were 5 30 and 6 30 and I can't remember how many people were coming to the classes at that time but it was maybe 15 total or 20 total somewhere around in there and now what you have probably that amount at five we had to change it to five and six a.m and you have that amount in each of them now so at least double probably and you you're started doing you know, uh, diet coaching, you got your precision nutrition level one and you're doing the diet coaching and you've added clients there and you're doing one-on-one. And, um, so it's just been amazing to see, you know, the growth that has happened under your watch over the past year. And, you know, definitely to be commended for that. And also Caleb should be commended for his, uh, his leadership, I would say. Yeah. We, uh, actually, so to cap this off, uh, I love the visuals of the names on the board, but, uh, we actually yesterday, filled up the front side the first whole column of the board with just the five six eight thirty classes noon hadn't even come in yet wow and it was filled up and that was the first time ever y'all must have been writing big it was yeah we increased the font size and so that's the lesson um no yeah i mean it's it's been a blast it's been so much fun to have somebody that's like-minded and that you can entrust time so that we can i can grow myself your growth has created growth for for me, which hopefully creates growth for other people in our organization, and when when one person comes in with that mindset, it it just becomes evident that uh, or it, it starts to kind of permeate the whole culture of that because that's what everyone is seeking when they come in. They're mm-hmm. seeking growth, and when your coach is modeling growth, and it's not about like fitness, but it's about like you as a person and your mindset, that's what gives, that's what starts to spread, I think, and give a lot of impact to and weight to your words and relationships. Yeah. I mean, the greatest adaptation happens between the ears, right? There you and go. that's what we're doing. What a way to end it. Man, that's awesome. Well, enough of this gooey show of emotion. <laughs> now to the next segment. Outside the box! Tyler did not know what just happened there. <laughs> that was beautiful. So... We have Tyler. We got a new, uh, a new, new, new warm body in the studio today. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you guys got going on outside the box in this uh, beautiful springtime. What's been going on lately? What's been going on lately? Outside of just a lot of coyote fitness. I, yeah, I mean, saw a video of you mowing the lawn. Tell us about your projects at home because you're you were quite the handyman when you leave the gym. I know you're not heading home to uh, to binge Netflix. No, not not quite. Um, so. When Cassidy and I moved into the house that we have now, um, she actually is like really great at the inside of the house and making that how she wants. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to learn to build a fence. So piece by piece, board by board, we have been rebuilding the fence in our backyard. The uh, latest storm was a really great opportunity to have some boards knocked over that was just about all of it in the back. Um, and it just, affirmed you what know, you were doing, that this was the time. Yeah. I thought, why, you know, you know, why, why put it into the, put it into the universe, you know, if we don't really want it to happen. And so we've been, uh, been rebuilding the fence. That's a fun thing. I'm really not good at measuring and cutting boards and pouring concrete, 
but you know, after you know a lot of failure, I've figured out that I can, you know, I can do it a little bit at a time, not a lot. Can't of it. be good at everything. <laughs> Cannot as hard as hard as we may try, <laughs> you know. Um, so the weather's like getting good to where you know it's it's time to kind of do some home improvement. I did push mow the yard yesterday. I saw, you know, I that saw felt that like a fitness thing paying off. You don't have a self-propelled lawnmower? Um, it had a flat tire, so uh, went for the backup. And you know what? It's a good thing that, you know, we've been getting fit lately because we can apply that to a yeah. push mower. So I made that mistake. I just assumed that all push mowers were self-propelled, and no, they're, they're not. not. They're no, they're not. Um, that's why there's six different options. Did you buy one that wasn't self-propelled? I did. And... <laughs> I uh, got it home and I was like, man, this self-propelled really isn't it's, this engine. It's the not motor what it cracked up to be. The motor in this thing sucks. Not like you to miss the research, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I Likewise, my my latest project has been our yard. We had, there's so many analogies. I'm such a nerd. I've like, I'm out there and I'm like, you know, this is just a good lesson about nutrition and health is that if you leave something un unkempt for 10 years it's going to create so much more work in the long run and it's going to be so much more frustrating it's going to be so much of a harder process but when we bought our house it was 10 years old and um, the person who lived there before did not uh did not do one thing to the yard other than mow it and so we got there and there's all different kinds of grass and weeds and different things and so that's been one project i love a good like physical um renovation of things where you can see it and you can see the hard work pay off. And so for me, it's been the yard. And so I've been asking, asking, uh, folks that come in the gym, their advice on different things, taking some pictures and trying to make that my project. So I've enjoyed, I really, I love it because you get outside on the weekend and you can be quiet and it's just still the CrossFit class playlist is not running through my head. Um, like it is during the week. So I've been working on the yard it's been fun. Man, sounds sounds like a blast. You guys are a, a ton of fun. I have somebody that sprays the weeds for us at yeah. our house. <laughs> Hunter's got it figured out. <laughs> no, like that, that is an option. Like that is an option. Yeah. I think it is fun. Like I love like a good build or a good renovation. Yeah, that's that construction background. We did have to redo yeah. our flower bed and put mulch down and get the weeds out ourselves because um, it was rewarding. There's, I mean, it's it was rewarding now, and we're gonna have to put some more mulch down uh, here in the next couple weekends. But uh, it was really just about the the price quote on the uh, the guy that quoted us to get the. We're like, ah, we'll do this ourselves. It was insane how much they wanted for that. That one made sense. Yeah. So, uh, well, we're actually gonna be eating some crawfish tomorrow night or tomorrow. Yeah. It, might, three. it may go. It may go into tomorrow night if there's enough crawfish. I'm oh. telling you, my man is proud of his ability here. And you know what? You and Hunter actually are going to get along really well because every time I sit down with Hunter to eat, he always uh, talks about how slow I peel and eat crawfish. <laughs> and he's always like trying to bet me on on how fast we can get rid of this. Uh, five I think I ate five pounds to his one or something like that. That's it's, not true. It's not a. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You but know, sometimes it's also a sprint marathon. It is. It could be. It could I want to add ten pounds of sodium water weight by Monday. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, gotta, uh, gotta hit that, hit that number, Hunter. I think we can make it happen. Well, you know, this time of year is probably my favorite time of year. I just love when the weather is, you know, nice and it's not too hot, and you get outside and eat crawfish and get some sun and go for a run or whatever, whatever you got to do. So it's a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, we got baseball that just started up. The Masters was last weekend. Man, what uh, this was the time. I 
Here Let's we go. just give a shout yeah, out. Give, to, there give it is. Fifteen minutes, man. Holy Take smoke! Over. I'm like winding up right now. Uh, I think that the Masters is one of the because of all the things you just mentioned. There's so many layers to it: the CrossFit Open, quarterfinals. Uh, then you've got springtime and the weather and just how much of a difference that makes in people's moods the time change which hopefully never happens ever again i think we got another year and then it's done officially i still don't know the science behind that yeah i don't either but basically the science what do you mean behind why Why that was created yeah why they're changing it like what's the they did it for farming so that people have more time to farm i'm not a farmer so that makes sense but i didn't know that you're our fence builder (laughs) (laughs) sort of but the masters just is the signal of all things good you know, it just is, it kicks off the spring and all those great things. And so uh, Masters is great. We both got to golf. Like that was another thing. It was like, we just split our days to where we took care of things in the gym. So we got to, both of us got to go out and golf, uh, me in the morning early and then you in the evening. And so, man, it was just, that was a good week for us. I'm actually taking it upon myself this year to not be terrible at golf by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, that's my outside of the box sport this year. That's a lot of time investment to be able to be good at golf. I didn't say good. I said not, not bad, not, not terrible. That's a lot of time investment to not be not bad. <laughs> it sure is. Hunter would know. Yeah, and I'm not willing to put He's it in. He's not willing to put it in. He's okay with it. I'm completely fine with it. Somebody's got to drive the golf cart, Hunter. Uh, so last segment, any recommends? You guys got any anything to recommend to our audience? Anything at all? I can start. I have a, a book I'm almost done with. Uh, it's a biography on George Lucas the guy who did Star Wars and also nice. Indiana Jones. And uh, it's, uh, it's really fascinating. I really, uh, my favorite parts were when he was coming up with uh, Star Wars story and forced himself, kind of locking himself in an office for eight hours a day, just trying to write it. And he's d- really hated the writing and creative process, but um, you know, it was a story that he wanted to tell and just, they go through all the different iterations of the actual star Wars. And it, it it's, it's really interesting to see how different the actual story was from how it started out on the original, you know, the early draft. So, um, I just love a good biography and seeing how, you know, successful people got to where they are. So, um, it was pretty easy read, you know, most biographies are pretty long. This is not one of the longest ones I've read, but it's still pretty long, but it was a great one. So if you enjoy star Wars, if you enjoy Indiana Jones, if you enjoy movies in general or just creative process, I'd recommend it. It's uh, George Lucas, a life. I forget who the author was, but it was a good one. That's pretty cool. It's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, I'm a big hip hop fan. Like I love hip hop. Caleb knows. Um, I'm always like, dropping new songs to them that are not new songs, but maybe older songs that, you know, have just discovered. Um, I've recently watched the Wu-Tang Clan's, uh, I guess, remake of their story coming up, and it's done with, like, modern-day actors in modern-day time, but it's redone. Um, It's on Hulu. I wouldn't necessarily say it's probably the uh, greatest for, like, the entire family to watch, but, again, like, if you're into... Um, kind of that time, like in the '90s, hip hop, kind of how it was being created. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super into kind of that environment, and so it was super cool. Kind of learning a lot about them. Kind of got onto some of their music, and um, yeah. So the Wu Tang Clan and American Saga was pretty good. I like uh, I like the '90s. Yeah, I'm almost for the '90s. Caleb, you got anything? I do, but I forgot the name of it. Mm. There's a podcast, and it was called Wild Boys. Um, I listened to it. You guys can search it. It's a 
it's a series, and I forget the name of like Fire Firelight or something. I forget the name of the series, but um, it's a podcast story. Think of it like a like a series on Netflix. It's a limited series, so it's just eight or nine episodes. And premise: Canadian town, small town. These two boys that are both like six foot tall plus and weigh less than 100 pounds, so like thin and frail, had been in the woods for months. They emerge into this town, and it's about the culture, like it's about what happened to this town over the course of months and year and how they made world news uh, and the story that they told. And then you find out it's, it's a big con. And so it's about the story of what happened to this town and all these moms in the town that wanted to like protect and take care of these boys. And they find out it's a huge con and it blows up They're on world news, all these things. And so I don't want to spoil it without like leading up to it. But if you're a podcast person uh, and you're going on a drive or you've got some sort of trip over the spring, um, Sarah and I listened to this a couple weeks ago. Phenomenal story, Wild Boys. After you listen to this story, one. true story. Weird. One of the later episodes, seventeen years later, they follow up and they give a couple interviews with one of the boys. Um, and it is, I mean, it's like the fact that these things really happen. It, I mean, you can't make it up. So, uh, Wild Boys, check it out. Truth is stranger than fiction. Cool. Very good. Tyler, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. smooth sounds.